Hey, what's happening, my people? Thanks for tuning in yet again. And also a big thanks to all those that connected with me on social media. If you're not one of those people but would like to be, it's kickback underscore Nadem on Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you have any feedback, make sure you share it. And if you're a fan of the show, make sure to tell a friend. Links to the kickback playlist can also be found in the show notes. And now that's been said, let's get to today's guest. He's a pro skateboarder, four-time Guinness World Record holder, and our first guest on the continent of Africa. He's arguably the coolest man in Cape Town. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy my conversation with the man that is Janmark Johannes. Hey, how are you? Thank you, yourself? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's no problem at all. It's no problem at all. Can I start by saying, actually, am I saying this correctly? It's Janmark Johannes. Yes, Janmark Johannes, correct. Ah, oh, perfect. I've been working on that. Absolutely perfect. Perfect, cool. Right. Uh, so, uh, you have a few minutes for me, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, let's, let's go. So, um, I want to learn about you today while trying not to ask you the questions you've heard a million times before, but there might be one or two which I'll still have to ask just to get some context, yeah? Yeah, it's all good. But then also, I'll be honest, I'd love to be as cool as you, so maybe I'll be taking some notes as well. Just maybe. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll do my best. Okay. So let me start off um, talking about you then. So where exactly were you, are you from? Where were you born? Um, I'm, I'm from Cape Town, South Africa. Okay. And I was born in Athlone. And um, this is a place in Cape Town. It's well, it's well known as let's say the, the Cape Flats area of Cape Town, uh, Lansdowne area. Um, it's quite a, I would say, you know, well known place in Cape Town. Um, but for skateboarding or you know for sports in general, um, it was a little bit difficult. You know, uh, there wasn't well. I was the only skateboarder I knew. <laughs> okay. Um, and yeah, so it was, I grew up in Cape Town, South Africa. Um, Athlone, Lansdowne is is what I call home. Okay. And any brothers, sisters? Yes, I got a brother and a sister, uh, older than me. Okay. okay. Uh, none of them are skateboarders. <laughs> Listen, don't, don't give away too much just yet. We're going to talk about your skateboarding <laughs> shortly, but let's just talk about you for now. So brother and sister, what are they called? Uh, Gavron and Alana. Yeah, we, we like to give shout. Uh, we like to give shout outs on this show. Make sure everybody knows. All right, cool, <laughs> cool. So shout out to to my brothers and sisters. So yeah, they older than me. Um, so I'm the youngest in the family. Okay. And speaking of young, actually, so when I look when I looked online at you, I saw your face and I thought, oh, this guy, this guy, he must be 21, 22. You're 29 <laughs> years old. With that baby face, yes. how is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> uh, sport, I guess. Is that <laughs> what it is? Yeah, that's. Uh, I was, I was, I was stunned. I was stunned. There's definitely something going on where you live, anyway. And, <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> no, listen. I was, as I say, I was stunned. But anyway, how uh, are you still living in the same place, or have you moved somewhere else now? Like, where do you call home? I'm, I'm still in Cape Town. Okay, still in Cape Town. Um, yeah, uh, South Africa, Cape Town is for me, you know, it's it's always going to be home. Okay, I think I've been to Cape Town one time. What what's it, what was it actually like growing up there, just as you, not from a sports perspective, just as you as a person? 
Um, I mean, it was, I would say, you know, I mean, I've been to almost every part of South Africa, but Cape Town, you know, growing up in Cape Town is it's so, uh, I would say cultural, you know, it's, it's very rich in, you know, what South Africa is, you know, um, so obviously, you know, growing up in the environment of Cape Town, it was very vibey, you know, it was, there was a lot of life in Cape Town all the time. Um, <laughs> it's definitely one of those cities that I would say doesn't sleep. Okay. Um, yeah. So it was, you know, really grateful for you know, being born in Cape Town. Yeah. I, li- I like that energy. I, I like those type of places. They're a lot of fun. Right. Nice. So, nice. So now this is me as an uneducated person. I'm going to ask you if you can, to just talk to me about pro skateboarding, not how you exist within it, but just pro skateboarding itself. Yes. So first, firstly, like how, what type of events are there? Are there tournaments or there leagues? Like how does that work? Oh yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of skateboarding competitions around the world. I mean, it's, it's, you know, grown and evolved so much since I started. And, um, you know, they, there's obviously a lot of contests, you know, once off contests that happens all the time, you know, on a weekly basis. Um, but then there's obviously, you know, tournaments and leagues and series um, in skateboarding that are, you know, really popular and, you know, probably, you know, really one of the most popular things to watch around the world right now. Um, obviously you got, you have the, um, I would say the World Cup skateboarding series, um, there's a lot of stops around Europe for that. You also get the Vice World Series. There's quite a bit of stops around Europe for that as well. Um, then, as of recently, um, you have the World Skate Qualifiers, and this is obviously the Olympic qualifiers for skateboarding. And that kind of that also ties into street league skateboarding, and that's the I would say the highest level of street skateboarding as a as a contest series street skateboarding um then you obviously get x games which everybody knows about um x games is kind of like you know one of the most popular things in skateboarding or i wouldn't say just in skateboarding but just in sport in general and um you know there's obviously a lot more events coming up and there'll be a lot more qualifiers you know so i think skateboarding you know it's continuing to evolve um especially as the competitive circuit is concerned, it's definitely got a lot more difficult. I can tell you that for, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the level is in, it increases every year and it, it's good. You know, it's really good for, for us, you know, as athletes to push ourselves, you know, as fast as the sport's evolving, definitely. And um, so for, for anyone that's not watched X Games or so, another type of uh, event like that, how exactly do you win? How exactly do you lose? Like what, what's involved? Um, you know, I think it's the format that X Games has. It's, you know, it's very, let's say, core to, to skateboarding. You know, it's, it's on a time limit. So, for example, uh, you'll have maybe two minutes. Uh, the You know, the least you'll get on the course is 45 seconds. And that will probably be in a final. Uh, so it'll be basically just be you on the course for two minutes. And you judged on style, difficulty of tricks, uh, consistency, and the use of the park as well. Okay. Um, so obviously, if you are a very well-rounded skateboarder, you know you skate street, um, but you can also hit transition uh, ramps. 
you know, uh, that definitely counts in your favor. I mean, I've seen it um, firsthand, you know, skateboarders that, you know, have a such a well-rounded bag of ticks and going to a street course, you know, they, you can immediately see um, how natural they are on the course uh, as opposed to somebody that, you know, just skates street and, you know, just focuses on that. So, you know, obviously if somebody can use the park, you know, in more ways than one, you know, obviously they'll get a little bit more points than the person that maybe just skates rails, just skates steer. Okay. Um, so being well-rounded is definitely, uh, you know, the way to go. Um, and with that, so obviously there's lots of skill levels and you mentioned um, more street skater types and so on. But for someone that is, a say, an amateur now, what makes somebody turn professional? Uh, well, there's, you know, I think there's so many ways, you know, skateboarders can turn professional um, these days. But, you know, I think it, it comes down to, again, you know, the core side of skateboarding. I think it's the most respected way in skateboarding to turn professional. You know, obviously, you know, having a good presence in skateboarding contests, you know, will always count in, you know, in the skateboarder's favor. Um, but also the ability to obviously create content and have um, a, what we call this street footage. So having a video part, you know, showcasing, you know, what you can actually do outside of contest, you know, it actually shows how good you are as a skateboarder and pretty much shows where you stand in the world of street skateboarding, you know, depending on, you know, our video parts and our, and our content that we're putting out, you know, it kind of makes you know, brands um, see you, you know, and see your diversity aside from competitive skateboarding. Um, and obviously it kind of puts you on the same scale uh, with other professional skateboarders as well, um, depending, you know, on the level that you're at with, with your footage. So I think it's, you know, there are more, more ways to turn professional, but I think it always comes down to, you know, the core side of things, you know, what you're actually putting out there and how much you're putting into it. Okay. And for your sport, who would you say the greats are right now? And who would you say the greats were from back when? Um, I think, you know, I think this is <laughs> probably going to be a more personal opinion. Of course, um, that's what we love here. That's what we love here, yeah. Uh, you know, just from what I've seen, um, obviously, you know, the, the greats, and always will be great. Um, it's obviously, you know, Tony Hawk, uh, you know, for starters, you know, set the benchmark for skateboarding as, as a sport, definitely. And, you know, skateboarders like Rodney Mullen, um, you know, he basically invented almost every trick we know today, kickflips, ollies. So obviously, you know, they are the greats. And I mean, skateboarding wouldn't be the same without them. Um, but I think in, in terms of like right, right now, today's day and age of who I'm following personally and, you know, who I've just seen dominate, absolutely dominate in skateboarding is skateboarders like Nigel Houston. Um, Jamie Foy is another uh, amazing street skateboarder. Um, Paul Rodriguez as well. He's another amazing street skateboarder. Um, personally, I do, you know, I like a lot of uh, technical skateboarding. Um, yeah. It's a certain way I like to skate as well. So obviously any skateboarder that's, you know, doing that kind of a thing is going to obviously catch my eye. And, you know, the skateboarders uh, like uh, Sewa Krutkov, you know, he, 
um, good friend of, me, of mine as well. And I've watched him skate and looked up to him for years. Uh, he's been dominating uh, technical skateboarding for a long time. And um, yeah, I think, you know, those are my top three for sure. Um, but I think, you know, everybody, every skateboarder that is, you know, putting themselves out there in contests um, and every year, you know, obviously putting on video parts, putting on footage, they all play such a vital role in skateboarding and the way it evolves. Okay. Well, now we're going to get very, very specific. We're going to talk about you. Okay. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Always. So now, so now this is the, this is the section where you might have heard some of these questions before. So I do apologize, but it's, I think it's the best way. So when did you start skating or boarding rather? Um, I, I started skateboarding, let's say the exact age uh, where I actually said, okay, I'm going to get into this now. was about, was 10 years old. Okay. I, you know, I saw skateboarding when I was nine. Okay. Um, and for about a year, I didn't really know what it was or how to kind of take to it. I was pretty much introverted. Um, and then about a year into it, I kind of built up the courage to kind of, you know, ask somebody that I saw at school, hey, can I try a board, you know? And I was 10 years old and, well, never left it alone since. Okay. So from 10, that's... Is that is that like a normal sort of age for people to begin, or would you say that's early, that's late, or what do you think? I think it's I think it's quite early. You know, I think um, to be honest, it, it was early for me. I think, <laughs> but I, I've seen skateboarders start at like eight years old, seven years old. But for me, I just kind of I had a bit of a a, a medical condition, so I kind of stayed away from sport as much as possible. Okay. So when I saw skateboarding, kind of kind of took me in a little bit different i didn't have that same fear okay. of sport <laughs> okay okay i hear and um so you start at 10 and it wasn't very popular in your area was it i'm uh, not at all uh, there was no no skateboarders there was no skate parks nothing so, <laughs> still to this day so you were the noisy person that was keeping people up at night that was you yeah yeah Definitely, when the street lights came on, I was still out there. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can picture that. So you, uh, <laughs> so you start doing that, and then do you? When did you have your first competition? Um, about a year into it, actually, uh, kind of. I, I went to the first competition just to watch skateboards. That was my idea. You know, um, I didn't know what comp competitive skateboarding was. I didn't know how you judged. I didn't know what it meant at all. Um, so I kind of went with a group of friends from school and we went to this contest. It was a pro amateur open. So kind of anyone could sign up, but you'd obviously go against professionals yeah. if you were amateur. Mm -hmm. Um, and I went there with all of them and they knew that I was just very introverted. And one of my friends put my name on the list as a joke, right? <laughs> That's and, a good friend, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, <laughs> And we were all sitting there watching everything. I was really stoked on what I was seeing. And this was just a year into skateboarding. And they called my name and I just thought, I didn't obviously get up because I was like, I put my name on the list. And then all my friends just started laughing. And I'm like, you got to be joking right now. <laughs> and I just thought, okay, let's just have fun with it. You know, let's just go do what I do. Dropped in. I just did everything. I actually don't even remember what I did. I just remember having so much fun. <laughs> And just the crowd hyping me up. And then at the end of the contest, I called out the results and everything. And like, that, 
I won the contest, and I thought that's well, you won your possible. first contest. Yeah, it was the, it was the pro M. Listen, it doesn't contest. matter what it, it doesn't matter what it was. Even if it was the championship of your household, yeah. you won your first contest. That's very impressive. Yeah, I won the contest, and it was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> that's very very yeah. impressive. I, I love that. And that was kind of like the start of, I would say, competitive skateboarding for me. It kind of pushed me so much, and I was having so much fun at the same time. I just wanted to do it again. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So that was you as an amateur, though. So when did you turn professional? Uh, I think about four years ago. Uh, I could say about four years ago. Um, when I I won South Africa's first international contest since the sport began in the country in 2016. Wow, okay. And that was, it was a international amateur level but i mean the level was unbelievable you know the, the comp competitive level of everybody you know that was in china and there was guys from germany china uh china's best japan's best it was crazy and i was the only south african in the contest and you know the first one in the final so i just thought well you know i'm just going to go for it and at the end of it, it i won sa's first gold and at the same time, there was a guy at the contest uh, who was having a Indonesia pretty much X Games open, and it was a professional contest. And he invited me to the contest. I thought, wow, you know, that's my first professional kind of, you know, foot in the door. And then one of the brands that I worked with, um, Connection Wheels, they based out of USA. Um, they just started talking to me about, you know, let, we're going to start making you a, a, you know, an official wheel right now. And for me, that was just, wow. You know, it was just happening like domino effect. And it, it was just crazy. You know, you never know when it's going to happen. You just kind of keep pushing yourself, yeah. you know, and everything kind of fell into place. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. That's so, so cool. So it kind of just happened naturally, as you say, you, you took part in something you did well, and then everything just fell into place from there. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, obviously it was definitely a goal to turn professional, definitely. You know, that's every skateboarder's dream. Um, but for me, you know, it wasn't something like th that's what I want to chase, you know, from, from day one. What I was chasing from day one was just a better version of myself every day, you know. Mm -hmm. um, every time I went into the contest, you know, I never went in going – you know, how much money am I going to win or anything like that? All I wanted to do was be better than the last contest. You know, I wanted to push myself to a level I haven't seen. So that's always been my drive was just to be, um, you know, better at what I do. And then, you know, everything else was, you know, just falling in place and which it did. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, so let's talk about some of your achievements and some of your goals as well, if that's okay with you. You up for that? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So this section here is basically just a way for you to brag about how great you are. Are you up for that? <laughs> I'm up for it. Okay. I thought you might be. Um, so I just want to, I want to hear about some of your biggest achievements so far. If you could, if you could share them with me. Sure. Um, so in terms of just contests in general, uh, I have competed in almost 100, 100 skateboarding competitions um, and 25 of them are gold medal finishes and 
I've won SA's first gold, silver, and bronze medal since the sport began in the country. Um, and this was Vice World Series 2016, Vice World Series 2017, and then the Pro Jam, uh, like I was saying, Indonesia in 2018. Uh, I then also broke South Africa's first Guinness World Record um, in 2016, and then broke three more records, Guinness World Records um, to date. Uh, Did you say three more? Did you say three more? Yes. Oh my goodness gracious me. This is uh, a special the, section. Wow. <laughs> the the one that I broke recently was was something, you know, I had well I watched it take place many years ago. Um I, the record was standing for over a decade. Um and it was created by uh, a skateboarder, pro skateboarder out of USA, Rob Dydek. Yeah. And um it was for the most fakey heel flips in one minute. And I remember watching this record on TV and I just went outside that day and just, <laughs> just practiced fakey heel flips. And then I was kind of a year ago, I was obviously in the process of, you know, that was my goal to break Guinness World Record. And I saw this one, okay, wow, you know, I remember this record, you know, watching this. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> and <laughs> I broke the record and it was standing for like 13 years. And for me, it was more, it meant more to me because I kind of saw that it could take place when I was, you know, starting out skateboarding and it was something that I practiced back back then and obviously came back and stepped up to it again. So for me, it was something, you know, really, really special. Obviously one thing that, that really is something that stands out for me is getting Cape Town's first um, Olympic skateboarding rank, you know, and, that was something, I mean, the, the only time I really saw or heard about Olympics as a skateboarder when I was in growing up in Athlone was on TV yeah, um, or seeing, seeing it in like newspaper or something. And um, I knew that, you know, I dreamed really big, but, you know, I wasn't sure if I could dream Olympic big because I never saw skateboarding, you know, in the Olympics. And then after Indonesia, I got my first wildcard entry to an Olympic qualifier and I, I literally was just just blown away. You know, I was really buzzed about that because, you know, this was, you know, the Olympic qualifiers and went in there and, you know, got, you know, got one of the highest rank and now um, obviously ranking in the, in the top ranks of the continent um, and obviously looking forward to 2021. You know, it's something that, these kinds of things were, you know, more than dreams for me. It was, you know, something that I almost thought wasn't possible. So that's, yeah, that's in terms of, yeah, in terms of achievements, you know, there's some are more, you know, some, some hits home really, you know, and uh, some I, I definitely value um, a lot more because of the, let's say the process behind it, you know, the, You've, you know, you've said so much there, which I, which I would like to talk about, but we'll be speaking for hours. So I'm just going to pick and choose now. So one thing I heard when you were talking about the Guinness um, World Records was that, you know, I, I had one, then I just did three more. That's really blasé for something that's pretty special. That's the first thing. That's really, really blasé. But then also when you mentioned the, I think you said Rob Drydeck. Um Yes. The... There was something, there was a little bit of like savage in you as well, where you saw somebody achieve something. You said, no, I want that. And I think that's pretty cool as well. I, I really enjoyed hearing that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think 
you know, um, it was something that in the beginning I thought it wasn't possible for me. You know, it was, I thought it was for pro skateboarders, you know, like, you know, I thought like me as, as growing up, like it was not possible. Yeah. And I just, I just created that in my mind, you know, and the, you know, when I got a little bit older and eventually when I broke my, I think when I broke my first Guinness world record, that gave me the confidence to say, wow, you know, this is possible, you know? Um, I mean, if I just think back to how many times I, I took out the, the Guinness book of records out of the library at school yeah, and kept it for so long. Same, exactly the same leave, for me. <laughs> you know, and just kept this book for so long and thinking, you know, wow, in this book right now, is you know, these are really amazing people doing these things. And then when you actually do it, you realize, wow, you know, it was just all in my head all along. And um, yeah, it was just something that I thought, you know, I'm going to, step up to it right now you know i believe the complete opposite for so long i'm gonna try the other thing yeah um of all the events that you could take part in in the net in say 2021 if we disregard the olympics which event would you most like to win i think a a street league stop i think any skateboarder you know that is competing to this day and age would like to experience winning a street league stop you know, it doesn't, um, to be honest, it doesn't really matter which uh, stop out of the season. <laughs> yeah, of course, um, yeah. Uh, I just, you know, just having that, you know, obviously, you know, being on, on on top, you know, of the current, you know, let's say biggest stage in skateboarding right now is something I think any skateboarder would want to feel and want to experience. Um, so I think, and, and look, look, to be honest, it's easier said than done for sure. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's there, but you know, you need to work to get there. So, um, I think we all know what it takes and it just, it's going to take everything we got definitely. Um, but that, that would be a dream okay. more than a dream. Come right. Are you ready for this here? Um, we're going to do something a bit different. Okay. So please just Ooh. make sure you, make sure you're sitting down you're comfortable. We'll go in a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. um, you've achieved a lot so far in your career. And you're obviously really hopeful and you're going to work hard towards your next goals. Yeah. So I'm, I'm now a bit jealous of you and I've decided I'm going to have a midlife crisis. So I'm going to go today and I'm going to go and get a skateboard. Yeah. And I'm going to try and get, and I'm going to try and get to where you are, but I need you to teach me how to get there. So do I just get a skateboard and just do a kickflip and then I'm in or what's, what's, what's required for me to be successful? Um, man, you know, actually it's, it's, it's just persistence to be honest. Um, you know, look, if you go out and get a board right now, um, and we talk over, you know, video call or something, you know, there's, when I started skateboarding and I think this is where I learned a bad habit, you know, I, I kind of just went into it without knowing anything. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. Okay. You know, and I got hurt a lot because there was just certain steps I just, I didn't know, or someone didn't tell me, because um, mm. <laughs> I was skating alone all the time. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, when even with skateboarders that I help out to this day, there's certain things that you know I just tell them to avoid or just to look for. You know, as soon as they get on the board, and it just kind of stops, you know, specific specific habits from happening. Um, it's it's just a preventative measure, to be honest. Um, 
But at the end of the day, once you know, you know, the building blocks and the fundamentals of skateboarding, and it's some, it's really simple. It's just, you know, balance and, you know, where your foot placement is. Other than that, you know, it's just about having fun with the tricks that you are learning. Um, because there's so many tricks in skateboarding, you can pretty much pick and choose. Um, oh. Yeah, where you where you want to go and what you want to start with. If you think kickflip, okay, we're going to start with kickflip. Wow. Okay. Foot <laughs> okay. So I mean, you, you're yeah. making it seem like it's very, very simple. But from my time living on this <laughs> earth, I've seen a lot of skateboarders sitting on the floor with this with their board rolling away really far. But you, <laughs> you say it was simple. How does that work? Um, I think it's uh, you know, it, it seems hard. Definitely, it's so because skateboarding is so complex. Um, but there's just literally, you know, in I could tell you in like bullet point form you know, one, two, three, four, and five steps, you know, going into a, a trick or learning a new trick. And, you know, if you just follow those simple steps, you know, you'd be closer to it than, let's say, just going into it. Um, and let's say just trying whatever, whatever you, whatever comes to mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just, if it can be broken down <laughs> into simple forms, why not? Yeah. Do you know, what? I like the way you're downplaying it. I understand. I appreciate it. <laughs> you try not to break my spirit, but um, as well. So, if if it's that simple, allegedly, and you just follow certain steps, allegedly, then what's the, what is ultimately the difference between just an average skater and somebody like yourself? Um, you know, I think that the, the difference is our possibly our approach, um, and this won't come from you know how good or not we are as, as skateboarders, I think it just comes from us as people in general. Um, you know, I, you know, I've met certain, gu certain guys in, or skateboarders or actually just athletes in general with a, just a personality is unbelievably driven. It's, you know, the, the ambition is, you know, unimaginable. Um, and just that approach, just that, you know, open mind that they have going into something that is so complex, you know, they will, su they will succeed possibly faster than, you know, anybody else because they don't see, you know, in skateboarding, you're falling 90% of the time <laughs> um, and you're getting hurt 90% of the time. And that kind of a thing in anything, I think in life in general can either keep you down or you keep getting back up. And for somebody that, you know, just, over ambitious that's just you know don't see failure don't see pain don't see any of that you'll succeed for sure yeah you know and i think it's just it's a mindset to be honest um because skateboarding is difficult i think going into any new sport is difficult um but i think as they say you know every every master was a beginner mm -hmm. and it's just it's just that that rule is simple you know it's um it's difficult to be in the beginning but one day it's not going to be. Okay. So um, <laughs> I'm just going to accept that I'm never going to be as cool as you because I don't think I'm ready at my <laughs> age now to be falling over 90% of the time. Okay. We're all ready. We're all ready. I'm just going to stay on two feet and then sometimes just lay on my back and relax. I think that's what I'm going to go for. So I'm going to have to give that one okay. a hard pass. But thank you anyway. <laughs> thank you. Um, can we, let's talk about music in your sport because one thing that I do know about skateboarding is that it always seems to have a nice soundtrack to it, according yeah. to what I like anyway. And why, why, why do you think that is? Why is there such a big music culture within the sport? 
Um, I think because I think skateboarding and I think this is just my, I mean, my opinion and what I've just realized, you know, over, you know, the time I've been skateboarding is that skateboarding as what it is, is a culture. And I think it's impacted so many other things. I think it's, you know, it's obviously impacted everything, everything that is involved with urban culture. So it's, you know, you get hip hop, you're going to get, um, you know, obviously a certain, let's say dress code, uh, fashion. So, you know, obviously skateboarding has its own culture and it's impacted everything else. And in turn, you know, everything else that it's impacted is involved in skateboarding. So I think where hip hop and beats and things are concerned, you know, skateboarding kind of is a part of that, you know, um, you know, even so much that, you know, artists make tracks specifically for skateboarders, for oh, skateboarding. That's cool. That's cool. You know, just because the culture is so connected that, you know, one can't go with without the other, you know? Mm-hmm. And even though those are the sounds that are playing at your events, what are you into in terms of music? Uh, <laughs> wow, it's a, actually a bit of, it actually depends on the day or on, on what's happening. Okay, <laughs> um, okay. I, I sometimes I feel a little bit more pumped than, than other days. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I think if I'm just, if I'm just skating by myself, you know, at the park, um, and especially if I'm alone at the skate park, I sometimes go to the guys that's playing the music and ask them if they can put on maybe some instrumental hip hop, mm-hmm. um, you know, something a little bit old. I'm, I really like my old school hip hop. Yes. Uh, yes. You know? <laughs> You're a champion. Yes. You know? I love that. I, I just feel like it, you know, there's nothing like that, you know, yes. although there's so much good music to this day, it's just, that's different. You yeah. know, it's just, it hits a little bit different. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. This is so cool. You're 29 years old, but you've got the mind of a 40 year old, but the face of a 19 year old. This is brilliant. <laughs> uh, that, uh, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, it just is a little bit different. You know, I can get, there's just something about it that just keeps starts my creativity. Um, and just, yeah, it just gets me pumped, gets me working. And, uh, you know, I really like it. Um, do you know any South African artists that maybe people across here in America or wherever probably wouldn't know about who they should know about? Um, well, they, they, I mean, there's one South African artist that I, you know, I, I listened to one track and then I just kind of just got thrown into it. Um, I possibly think the world knows about him now. Um, uh, Black Coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Black Coffee, yeah. 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 yeah so, I mean... For me, um, you know, there's there's quite a few facts that you know I just keep playing in the background from if, if I'm skating or actually training as well. Uh, so, like I said, it depends on the the let's say the the occasion or what, whatever I'm doing. Um, but there's a lot of underground uh, talent in Cape Town, especially. You know that I think. I think the world should hear about them. I mean, I put some of them in my videos as well. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, so you'll, you'll probably see a, quite a variety of local artists there. And you say on your videos, where, where can we find said videos? What's the uh, handle on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube? Where, where are we finding you? Uh, it's, it's all the, my handle's all the same on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. It's at John Mark Skate. Um, so obviously, a all my videos go up on Instagram first and then it goes, different videos will go up on, on YouTube and Twitter as well. Okay. Um, so 
I do, you know, I like to get sometimes friends of mine will send me beats, you know, put it up there. Um, so if there's anything you like, you know, feel free to, to hit them up, um, you know, to find where they can get their music from. No doubt. No doubt. So I want to talk to you about other sports now. Okay. Um, mm. I was going to ask a question in a particular way, but I think you've already answered this because when I was searching through the internet for you, all 1,000 pages on Google, they were talking about how when you were younger, you weren't able to do other sports. So initially I was going to have it as like, a, you know, I can't believe you couldn't do other sports, but you're really good at something. But I guess that was due yeah. to your condition. Is that right? 100%. Okay. Um, so I can't be too aggressive then. I was, I was going to, I was going to be, I was going to roast you basically, but no, I'm going <laughs> to. <No. laughs> um, but I think, you know, I think, look, you know, I really, to completely honest condition aside, uh, I really, really sucked at all the other sports. Yes, that's what, <laughs> that's the energy we need on this show. That's and the that honesty is my complete, I love. <laughs> that is my complete honesty. I personally, I threw in the towel. Yeah, oh, brilliant. You know, brilliant. At, at all of it. And trust me, I tried everything. Ah, I tried this is, this soccer. Is, ah, sensational. Everything. Sensational. Like, sometimes friends of mine, you know, call me up, skateboarders, they're like, yeah, let's, you know, maybe you can come join us and play five aside. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have something to do. Yeah, um, I, I love that. Yeah. I love the honesty. <laughs> I absolutely love the honesty. We don't be around the bush here. We get straight to the point. So, yeah, sorry. So my big question off the back of that then is that even though you can't play, I'll call it football, not soccer, even though you can't play football, do you support a team? Um, You know, there's so many... I don't like the pause. Teams. I don't like the pause. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, obviously, the team you play for, you'll start like City. Oh, there we and go. You know, there I'm we a big go. fan. Plug, 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 yeah. plug. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I do. I'm a big fan um, of yourself and, you know, everything you've done for oh, sure. You know? Oh, look at this guy. He's done his research. <laughs> Terrific. No, I'm, I'm really humbled to be speaking to a, a legend, you know, and that's, um, like I told you, you know, I, I said I like to learn from a lot of athletes, you know, um, you know, just from, aside from teams, but just, you know, what they do, you know, and, you know, how much they push themselves as an athlete, you know, that for me is like, you know, because I do do that in my own career. Yeah. Um, and I know what it, I know what it's like to, you know, want to see yourself do better yeah. um, when you're out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, so definitely, you know, there's a lot of different teams that I, you know, and athletes that I look up to and support and um, definitely going to be following, you know, every step of the way for you as well. You say these athletes and teams and so on, but we need to be specific here. Which, which teams and which sports and which athletes do you actually really enjoy watching? You know, there's, I think, you know, one of the athletes that I'm watching a lot right now um, and sport, one of the sports is basketball. Okay. Um, I've just been seeing so much because I, I follow him on Instagram and then, you know, you kind of, you kind of see what he puts, what, what he puts in and then you watch him on the court and then you go, wow, okay. I see uh, LeBron, LeBron James, mm -hmm. basketball player. You know, it's, uh, it's just the, just his story. Um, of how he came up is something that I, I'm really following right now. Um, definitely something, it's unbelievable, to be honest. Uh, you know, that's one of, you know, another athlete, I think kind of very similar in story, um, tennis player, Roger Federer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've been following his, his 
progress for a while. Um, and I'm no tennis player. I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> just, just watching how, how good he became. I mean, he was always good for sure. Um, but just how he evolved as an athlete and where I think what most athletes, and I'm to blame for this myself, I kind of tend to not want to admit when I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, you know, you can get, I can get kind of set in my ways like, no, this is the right way. But you know, when you see athletes kind of go, okay, you know, this is the plan I had and it didn't work. I'm going to go to the next plan. And when you see athletes do that, you know, it's really motivating. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. So Roger Fender for me is, is one, one to watch, you know, for all athletes, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, what, what would you say the biggest sports are in South Africa? Um, rugby and cricket. They're the, you know, they're I the main two. I, I think so, yeah. I think, you know, obviously, you know, our rugby team is, you know, world champions and, um, you know, they've always been champions. Well, for, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. Yeah. Listen, I've watched a bit of rugby. They've not always been champions. Relax, my friend. Relax, relax, relax. That's true. That's true. Uh, the current I champions, just, yeah. The current champions, yeah. No, I think um, just in terms of, you know, the, the, the ambition and, you know, they drive, you know, I think it's, they just have that, they have that mindset, um, you know, to want to be the best. And you know, it takes a lot. It takes a lot, as I can imagine, as a team for everybody to you know keep that same drive going. Um, but I think rugby, cricket is the top uh, sports in South Africa. Um, soccer as well. Uh, but I think extreme sports is coming up quite a bit. To okay. be honest, um, I've seen it, especially skateboarding. Especially skateboarding because it, it obviously it, it 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 communicates with everybody. Yeah. with community you know it's i mean we don't need to obviously as skateboarders we can just go on the street and skate um so i think there's you know a lot of kids are coming home from school uh, on their boards <laughs> using it as transport so it's we're seeing it a lot more now definitely than ever okay well we've we're basically done with the series part of the the conversation now okay so we're going to drift off towards some more light-hearted stuff okay um, oh, good. <laughs> um Kind of lighthearted. So, if, <laughs> so obviously, as somebody who struggled across every sport apart from the one you're really good at, if you could uh, pick one sport that you could be excellent at right now as a professional, which sport would it be? I have two, actually. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> um, I could either be uh, soccer or basketball, definitely. Okay. Um, yeah, I think just part of it would be uh, basketball for sure. But um, who, I think just who would you be playing for? Yeah, it's a big Lakers. moment, by the way. This is a very, very big moment. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, to be, you know play for the Lakers is in the NBA is obviously the, <sighs> every basketball you know basketball player's dream. But yeah. I just think. Aside from that, <laughs> aside from that, um, yeah, I think just to be surrounded by, you know, that that legendary atmosphere, you know, obviously makes you realize how you know how much work you put in as an athlete, and you know, obviously keeps you motivated to keep keep pushing. So I definitely think you know, 
basketball would be would be on top for me. Um, I'm definitely. I mean, if you see me in person, I'm a really small person. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So to now put that question on its head. So you get the chance again to be an, a really elite athlete in this field. But now, which sport would you least like to be great at? Because for me, I, I would always choose cricket. Just be, well, like test cricket, because I don't like the thought of starting a game today and it's not going to finish for five days. I don't like that. Okay. So we have the, we have the exact same opinion. Um, <laughs> cricket is my, I was going to say cricket. Um, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, like you said, the, 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 the way it's formatted, I think for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a patient person, but I mean, I like to keep going all yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, in in my sport, and you know, not I don't obviously like to. I know seeing immediate results is impossible, but I think just as a as a, as an athlete, you know, I like to keep going. Um, you know, until the clock stops. But I think for days on end, um, I think that will take its toll on me for sure, mentally first, and yeah. then physically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, cricket would be in that list for sure. For sure, even if it, like imagine you were like a great uh, batsman or whatever, so you're actually like at the crease for days on end. It's just no, nah, it just doesn't get me going. I'll be honest, it really doesn't get me going. I, at all. I, yeah, I, I question it too much, you know, because you you know you'd be good on one day and you question are you going to be the same on the next day? You know, it's just yeah, I I get inside my head too much if it lasted too long. <laughs> okay. So now you you have to pick three people that could be in your phone book that have to be sportsmen. So, and you have to tell me why. I've got my three. Would you like to hear mine first or would you like to go away first? Would you like to give yours first? Um, you can go first, actually. Okay. So for me, I've gone for Tiger Woods, LeBron James and Usain Bolt. Yeah. For three reasons. <laughs> Firstly, they're all champions, yeah? So these are, the, by the way, these are the only three numbers you can have in your phone book. So they're all three champions. And I reckon away from the cameras, I reckon they're actually a lot of fun. And the things that they do, I would happily play a game of basketball with LeBron. I would happily play a game yeah. of golf with Tiger Woods. And I would happily go and get some chicken nuggets with Usain Bolt. So that's my <laughs> that's my take on that. I think that I think overall they're good people. So what do you think? What, what Which three would you pick? Um... I think I'll pick, uh, you, you picked two that I was going to pick. So I was going to say, oh, um, of course, of course I did. Of course <laughs> I did. Yeah. James. Um, and I think, um, third one, I definitely try and I would, I would say, uh, Roger Federer for sure. Uh, he just seems also off the court, just, just a lot of fun, you yeah. know? Um, and I like sometimes like when he plays, even if he's, playing in Wimbledon doesn't matter it's just he has fun with it you know Yeah. and he does all these trick shots kind of a thing and for me that's like I don't know that's really funny and obviously just having fun with the with the sport so it just kind of shows their personality as well so yeah definitely, okay. definitely it's, it's good that you took two of my answers but sure whatever um, <laughs> so obviously your sport is an ever evolving one so now the question that I ask you is this would you rather create a trick that nobody has ever seen before and the trick will go down in history as being your trick or would you rather win a gold medal at the Olympics? Wow. That, that, that's... Yeah, you see? You see, I kept you waiting, <laughs> but that's the one question, right? Eh? 
45 that's minutes. That's that's the that's the that's question. That's the question. Everybody gets one. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. Okay, I'll go for the gold medal in the Olympics. Only because I know that in that moment I would have done a certain trick that everybody would have remembered. Yeah. Okay. You played around. <laughs> okay. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Okay. All right. That's that's uh, nice. Because I was I was I was toying with the idea whether you'd prefer the legacy yeah. of having done something which other people, like hundreds of thousands of people, will copy going forward, or whether you just like the moment and the success. Because yeah, maybe you did do the trick, but. It's, as in at the Olympics, but it's not going to be. I'm going to do the Jan Mark. You know, this is the Jan Mark. Yeah. But you know, you've you've gone for the medal. You just like gold, I guess. <laughs> I think because I think my going for the gold medal. I think just my the performance I would have put in for it was something I I would remember for forever. You know, and I think probably skateboarders as well. Okay, so what would you? If you had the chance next year, which would you take? Would you rather keep your four Guinness World Records or would you rather win um, a medal, your gold medal at Street League? Wow. I would definitely go for the gold medal at Street League. Um, really? This guy, you don't yeah. care about legacy, huh? <laughs> because I, the thing, like, to be honest, you know, I made a goal myself personal goal um that i wanted to have 10 guineas world records no time limit to it um no time limit to it you know i the thing about records for me is like you'd know when the time is right you know it's it's you know when your body is ready for it kind of um and you know when to do it so i think that's something i learned in the past from previous records you know um some of these one of the records I went for and I was completely done with it at the end just because my body wasn't ready, you know? Um, so I thought to myself, and I have to always respect that, you know, respect, you know, just the rules of sport and, you know, you got to listen to your body. So I will know when the time is right or the records for sure, um, you know, doing that again. But I just think, you know, right now, physically what I'm feeling, you know, um, I think, you know, I'm ready for, you know, going, trying to push my body for, for that, you know, um, going for the gold okay. and just pushing my body to the limit right now. Okay. So two music questions now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the first one, this is, this is, this is trying to get into your mind and see who you are as a human being, because we do things really right. deeply around here. Yeah. So would you rather be a ghostwriter and make millions of dollars or would you rather be a known artist who has success, but not even make half of what the ghostwriter will do? And by the ghostwriter, I mean, nobody will ever know that it's you. I would be an original artist, to be, to be, to be honest. Really? Why is that? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because I think there's value in your own work, you know, and seeing your own work uh, come to light. Mm -hmm. um, it just... Yeah, it just makes you realize what you're capable of and what you haven't done yet. Okay. You know, um, I I don't know. I think as a as a ghost, I know, no disrespect uh, to ghost writers and people that you know do that. I just think for me as a person, you know, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. You know, <laughs> knowing that you know somebody else you know did the work for me. 
Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Do you know, I love it um, when someone says no disrespect and then they proceed to disrespect somebody. That's the, like the best thing. <laughs> the best thing ever. It was, I don't think there was any way around it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's terrific. And then one final one on music this is. Would you, would yeah. you rather lose all your music collection in the way that you've structured it, like literally go down to ground zero starting again? Or would you rather lose all your followers on social media? Mm, there's a second one. I hit you again. I've got you another good one. I would. I would rather lose all my followers. Well, ah, I see. Not, see, it's not that easy, is it? I think. I think just like the the you know, if I lost, like for example, if there was no social media starting tomorrow. Yeah. You know. Um, you would still be, you know, the person that created everything. You know, you you would still be that person. You'd still have that ability, that talent, um, that drive, you know, and you would do it over and over and over again because you know how. Mm. Um, I think, you know, if, yeah, for example, I mean, look at, look at social media right now. It's just everything is, you know, the, one thing comes in and it fades out. One thing comes in and it's a new platform almost every mm-hmm. month, to be honest. Um but people with, you know, artists and, you know, athletes and everybody, you know, we obviously remain um, doing what we do and we basically evolve onto the next platform. So for me, I think, you know, I would just, you know, if, for example, like I said, if social media was gone tomorrow, you know, I I'd still feel very, um, you know, humbled with the fact that I'm still able to do what I do, you know? Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the politically correct answer. But like when you lose the followers, you lose uh, opportunity as well. That's the thing. So you do still do yeah. what you do, but there's a section of you now that probably won't exist anymore. Whereas, you know, from yeah. the music side, if you lose your music, you can still have the same opportunity. You see? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, if you want to, if you want to answer politically correctly, that's fine. That's, that's, that's up to you. I'm sure, I'm sure your sponsors won't be happy, but sure. That's up to you. As long as you keep your music collection. Uh, so just, yeah, one, would... sorry, just one more question. Okay. This is, this is the last one because I've kept you for a very long time and then I'll say thank you. So my question to you now is when you eventually stop, how do you want to be remembered? Wow. Um, I think how I'd, how I'd want to be remembered um, more than, I mean, obviously every athlete or just I think the idea would be to be one of the greatest of all time. But <clears throat> to be honest, I just want to be known as somebody that created impact and presented and proved the idea that there is nothing that is impossible. Um, I think, you know, that is something that's still, that word, you know, is still, hangs a little bit heavy um, on anybody that's starting something, uh, regardless of where, what they have or don't have or where they come from. I think that that thing's still, you know, it's still there in the back of their mind that, some, that things that they want is impossible. But what I want to be remembered as, as somebody that, you know, did things that actually proved that that word doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think... That is a perfect way to round off the show. So I'd want to say thank you very much for uh, for being on. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll make sure to look out for you for the rest of this year and in 2021. Uh, thank you so much, Nilum. I really appreciate, you know, the opportunity to, to be on the show and to everybody that's listening right now. Thank you so much for the support. Um, 
uh, hope to connect soon and yeah thank you so much Paul for what you do as a as an athlete you know <laughs> you Listen, I love this I love this I thank could get you. used to this compliments <laughs> at the end of the show thank you <laughs> thank you very much Omar. thank you bro. take thank care you, bye So there you have it, ladies and gents. I hope you enjoyed learning about Jean-Marc and his sport as much as I did. He's definitely someone I'm going to be keeping an eye on, and fingers crossed we get to see him at the Olympics in Tokyo 2021. And with that being said, it's now time to give thanks. So I'd like to thank Jean-Marc again. The man that is Ryan Hill, he always needs thanking. Thank you to Mountaineer Studios, Draper, Utah, and all the listeners, new and old, really appreciate you. And remember, it's kickback underscore Nadem on Instagram and Twitter. But for now, I say thank you and goodbye.